0: To episode sixty-six of the the Devil's Episode podcast. No, we're like two-thirds of
1: the Devil's episode.
0: Six hundred episodes away from it. It Took me a really long time to do that math. It's
1: clearly it's too late for this. (laughs) (laughs) We have a really really great episode tonight. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, in in grand tradition, uh, as he was on episode twenty-two. And episode 44, it seemed only fitting that our good friend Matthew comes back for episode 66. Yeah, so we've got Matthew Murray and Anna Ferry, who are welcome back
0: to the show, Mm -hmm. and Megan White on for the very first time, who we're really, really privileged to have. Um, And they are all on the show together because of the theme of ALA, which we're a Mm -hmm. little late on, but we still wanted to give you sort of a recap and some of the experiences of people who went this year since we have still not gone <laughs> yeah so
1: um we, we actually get into some really interesting territory I think and and talking about um not just you know what happened at ALA what made ALA cool or great or whatever but like why why go to ALA because it's kind of you know it's it's a huge expense especially if you're right out of school and and what do you actually think you get out of it so I think we got some we, we entered some cool yeah. territory there
0: yeah really interesting and sort of you know each of our guests has a different perspective a different part of library they're really interested in and mm-hmm. so it was interesting to hear all of their uh, their perspectives and yeah. then of course we get into a little mind grapes oh, for yeah. you and lots um, of books lots of comics it's everyone stuff. I, I think i've mentioned this before in the context of all the philip gregory but <laughs> um megan and matthew and anna are all core members of the uh, book club for masochists yeah and so they're into Psychological thrillers, right now. Yeah, so this, this month is that.
1: is psychological thrillers, which didn't seem like anybody was enjoying. Yeah, it sort <laughs> of seemed like kind of a chore, <laughs> but um, but an interesting
0: chore. Yeah, and uh, I think I might actually check out a couple of the books that they've uh, they've talked about. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then yeah, a little bit of comic books, a little bit of video games, and then we had the um, immense privilege of mm-hmm. going to the very first. International live show yep. of uh, Sawbones and my brother, my brother and me—really yes. wonderful podcast by the McElroy family. And
1: part of the reason I have like sexy husky voice this week is because all the screaming, all the screaming and laughing. Part of it is because I have. The sexiest cold.
0: <laughs> so, um, and then also singing "Happy Birthday" to Riley. Yes, of course. <laughs> the McElroy's little sister. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun, and we get into talking about that, and going to a live show, and getting to meet some podcasting heroes of ours.
1: Yeah, it was it was super cool. Um, well, again, I guess without further ado, let's uh, get this one started. I'm Ali Sullivan, and if you show me your penis, I'm going to take it away from you. <laughs> uh,
0: and I'm Sam Mills, and. I made my money the old-fashioned way. I got run over by a (laughs) Lexus. So, Megan, what is on your mind grapes?
2: So, this week, um, it's the end of our book club for psychological thrillers. So, I've been desperately trying to get in a few more that I actually enjoyed reading. Mm -hmm. Um, And I managed to hit a few... Uh, this week. So I read Dare Me by Megan Abbott, which is about sort of bloodthirsty cheerleaders. Fair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like and supernaturally
0: bloodthirsty? Uh,
2: well, not so much bloodthirsty in the sense that they're all out for blood, just in the sense of the, the girl culture um, oh, in a high school okay. and how sort of competitive and also in love with each other they all are. There's there's a death involved as well to give it some some thrill. But,
3: this really uh, just sounds like a slasher film. No, actually. There's a lot
2: of not slasherness to it, but um yeah, the I really enjoyed fights. <laughs> 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 not so much cuz the prior two psychological thrillers I read were uh dudes and I thought they were just uh, crazy boring and mm-hmm.
0: not encouraging at all.
2: So, uh that was awesome. And then I read uh, Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay.
0: Mm-hmm. How was that? i heard so much about it. Yeah. it I was, haven't read It
2: It was a little rambly and like all over the place, but um, I enjoyed it just for the sense of listening to someone talk about these things There you know, most of them are things that we probably all agree with, like abortion and, and stuff like that. But it um, it was nice to hear someone who wasn't a white feminist talking about it and her mm-hmm. particular viewpoint, her particular perspective. So that was valuable. And then I'd read it at the same time as um, Citizen, An American Lyric by Claudia Rankin, which is also about mm-hmm. um, uh, a black woman who's in academia and her experiences with racism only written in a completely different style because it's not mm-hmm. essay form, it's mm-hmm. lyric poetry. Oh. So oh. it, it complemented each other really, really well because they would, address similar circumstances but just from a different angle
0: and a different way of expressing it so that was really nice that's awesome yeah Yeah. Yeah. so like did you find reading Roxane Gay in particular that you really were in line with her on everything or were there some things that she no there were some
2: things that I was just like eh I don't know about that but I mean I don't expect everybody to agree with me on everything, especially not something like feminism, where it mm-hmm. seems hard enough to get people to agree on
4: <clears throat>
2: that feminism is for equality and that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the <most basic> elements. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome.
0: Uh, I don't know who, who who wants to like jump in and talk about their mind grapes now. Anna looks <laughs> like she's on it. the edge of her seat; <laughs> like it. she really has something. I've she got, wants to I've talk got I've got book
5: two. I've also been doing this so same book club. We're doing psychological thriller readings and my I've, version. I feel
3: like we want to explain what this book. This is the book club for masochists. Yeah, where we pick a genre every month um, so that we read things that we hate. Basically,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: which is yeah challenging. So you're doing better than me. I have started multiple things and have yet to finish a single one. Of them. No, you
3: finished
4: one?
5: <laughs> oh, I did. I finished the Annihilation, but that I feel like that was a roundabout way of doing psychological thriller. So, mm. um, because Annihilation is a, is by Jeff Vandermeer is um a science fiction.
1: Oh but, yeah, John just got all of those and he's been raving ra- about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
5: it was a like very that. fun read and and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it kind of. I can see why, so Matthew was the one who selected as maybe something of interest that he could read for a psychological thriller Mm -hmm. um, because the science fiction portion of that is very motivating for us. Um, (laughs) So you're trying to find a way to make it tolerable that's like every month our way of dealing with whatever the genre is. Um, So it still does have that like, it's got the sort of unreliable narrator and you're very wrapped up in their head, it's very tight first person narration and that's the only viewpoint you get and you really don't know exactly what's going on and Mm -hmm. it's slowly spooling out this mystery and so in a lot of ways it's very similar to a psychological thriller but i feel like it's still sort of eh, a little cheating (laughs) (laughs) but i did enjoy it much more i mean it's the only one i've finished so far Mm -hmm. um but in the meantime of course you always get that like your holds come in on like the 14d books that you have to turn around Uh and read, they all come in at the moment when you have to read some other things and everything (laughs) is piled up so um so i had two 14-day holds come in and one of them was um by scott hawkins the library at mount char Mm -hmm. which is probably one of the most interesting reads i've had this year it's very interesting book um i read a description afterwards this is one where i months ago i heard somebody talk about it and i thought oh that's great And so I uh, put a hold on it and then completely forgot. (laughs) And so I got it and I was like, well, whoops! It says library <laughs> in it, so maybe I, that was why I was interested. I couldn't remember it at all, and I just and decided. like
3: a 50% chance that any hole that comes in for you is actually for me. Yeah, yeah, they you too. This is because this I've is used true. all of mine up already. Yeah, she's
5: yeah. using all my holes now. So, um, <laughs> you have to work for us, and then, it, then it's not it so much as a matter Um yeah, Yeah, so, so I got it in, and I, I just decided since I knew nothing, I wasn't going to read the description or anything. I was going to go in blind and just there had to have been a reason why i was interested
4: mm-hmm.
5: and i feel like it was a great way to read it like i don't want to spoil too much about it because i feel like that going in blind was an awesome way to read this book but you should at okay. least know that it's a little bloody mm-hmm. it's definitely a little especially
2: bloody. in comparison to our experiences with gone girl yeah <laughs> mm, it's like it was, it, yeah. We, were, we both decided we would read it but mm. we've both been spoiled on it and
0: it's that's yeah, sort of not half the point of reading that book that's yeah, very yeah. very true yeah, yeah
1: yeah i find that those those kinds of books like they just don't have any reread value no you know like mm-mm.
5: no it's just yeah it's not going anywhere for a gone girl so so the library at mark char was a lot of fun it was very interesting it's very um someone described it as joe hill who i, I mistook who joe hill was for a different author. Stephen so, Exactly, so yeah. <laughs> it, it, horror. That's kind of what he wants you to do. Actually. Yeah, so exactly. He's just kind of forget, author. but that's who that is. He writes comic so, books. Yeah, <laughs> so and then Joe Hill meets Neil Gaiman. Yeah. So, and I was like, hmm, yeah, that, that was the reason why I decided I was going to read this book <laughs> and the Joe Hill part caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting the bloody yeah. and it was a little much for me, but it was still just such a unique and interesting read. It's not a perfect book, but it's definitely like one I will recommend as just something d- really different, but you got to be okay with a little violence.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, Vandermeer is actually going to be at the uh, Vancouver National Writers Festival this year. Oh, really? So, (laughs) 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 tickets go on sale on September the 8th. And one of the events is actually an intimate evening with Jeff Vandermeer. Mm. Um, How many
3: slime monsters does it involve? Uh, (laughs) At least least four. Um,
1: And uh, those those intimate evening events, like, they sell out super fast. So, if you're interested, I would get tickets, like, the day that they Mm. come out. I have well, to admit yeah.
2: that Annihilation is the first Vandermuller I've been able to finish. Yeah, previous yeah, stuff is pretty weird. I had the City of Madmen or something like City that. City of Saints and Madmen? Yeah. I borrowed I that get, one. Like, two chapters in and then put it down
5: mm. I haven't been able to pick it up yet because I'm trying to get through these <laughs> other psychological thrillers before <laughs> the meeting yeah, on Sunday yeah,
4: Psychological. <laughs> yeah. Thrillers. yeah, I actually
5: went to the library and borrowed like four more just being like okay these ones that I'm trying are not going anywhere so I'm gonna try some other ones so mm. we'll just see what I I may just go to the meeting and say I tried six of them and yep. didn't finish any. Yeah, I
2: mean, there's it's some fun. value
0: in that too. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Like, That happened with historical romance too. Yeah, mm-hmm.
4: there is that a lot Sam. of that. Sam yeah, totally I, loved I, I read historical like four
0: romance books in a row and didn't even come to the
3: meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I love that. I love hearing. recording it. it. Uh, when, oh oh yeah, we
0: haven't Thursday. recorded that one yet, so you could try. All right, yeah, I, I will totally jump in on that one because awesome. I I was always you like, read all the Philippa Philip Gregory. <laughs> that was like bullshit, and then I tried it because of you guys, and then well, yeah. I'm not gonna rehash it. I think I've talked about it several yeah. times. So <laughs> <awesome. laughs> that's so
5: exciting to hear, though. That is like the point of doing that. Yeah, book yeah, so exciting.
0: <laughs> this is great. I feel like we're giving like a little preview of like your upcoming the little fi- yeah, the yeah.
3: <laughs> so after reading several psychological thrillers <laughs> i just gave up on reading books this month okay like it was just like no i don't want to read these anymore like mm-hmm. nothing um and so i upped my comic reading which is already very high and played a lot more video games um so
0: both like just as valid yep, forms right. as Definitely. story into your veins
3: uh, so i read the first volume of goddess of thunder by jason cool. aaron interesting uh i've I incredibly disappointed um, i really like jason aaron as a writer he's done um his scalped series is amazing Good. um and most of his other superhero stuff is at the very least like readable and this is readable but when you're like big like quote on the back cover or whatever is like who is the goddess of thunder and spoilers you don't find out in volume one <laughs> like at all it's kind of just like, I can't imagine reading this as a monthly comic where it's mm. like, it's hyped up that female Thor and she shows up on the last page of issue one and has no characterization or development other than I don't really know what I'm doing. Good thing no one knows my identity.
0: <laughs> yeah, but not a great intro. I was just like. Especially when you're worried about people's reactions to the yeah. gender of your hero. Yeah. Yeah. And to
3: be honest, most other people seem to like it, but I was, I found it really, if it had just been like another thor comic it would have been fine it's like oh thor hits things with a hammer great fight some Mm -hmm. frost giants that's exactly what you want from a (laughs) thor comic except it's not being sold as that and so i found it
0: did you find like that it picked up like was it worth sticking with or did you not i'll read the next volume
3: but that's because like i get them from the library and they take like an hour to read Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i'm not spending any money on them
0: yeah that's
4: why the library has comics. Okay,
3: so I read a out. lot of garbage. So, like, <laughs> that wasn't even close to the worst thing I read this month.
4: Yeah, oh, you're not even oh. in okay, the Okay, well, realm. now we want to
0: know what the worst thing was.
3: Um, Fearless Defenders, Volume 1.
0: Why was it so bad?
3: Uh, it featured Valkyrie and completely retconned her history, giving her like a stupid, terrible past with horrible things that happened to her.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: as like a sh- shortcut for like making her a more interesting character yeah oh, and right.
3: i was just like Good. there was really no reason to do this
1: what about video games what are you playing lately
3: i just started mass effect 3 four years after it came out i really like the mass effect series mm-hmm. um and to the extent where like i will read through all of the like encyclopedia entries in it and stuff and like read every planet's description to be like oh tell me more about the geographic features
4: <laughs> like what
3: did they mine on this moon <laughs> because sometimes like sometimes it is just that and then other times it's like oh they found this weird a- artifact or this is like where they filmed that horror movie yeah um, which i think is really like just really neat world building oh um, totally and i really like the world that's being created there and then like I enjoy shooting things in the game and stuff as well, but to some extent that's like a secondary part of the like diplomacy game I'm talking, I'm playing where like I have to go around and say the right things to the right people so that they do things for me.
1: Yeah. Have you ever seen the Mary Sue blog where they, um, they play dragon age inquisition, like a complete jerk. So they just like choose all of the horrible
4: (laughs)
3: conversation
4: Mm -hmm. options. So, so, so like
3: I've been playing like the good guy for this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I finish this one, I'm heavily debating going back to the first one and just feeling like the worst character. And just, like, having... Seeing how
1: badly it goes. Just, like,
3: trying to get everybody killed. Yeah. And just being, like, a total jerk constantly. Because <laughs> I'm like, I haven't done any of those options. So I'm like, what happens?
0: Yeah. It's like I am not a big video game person. Like I haven't even finished *Cat Lateral Damage* yet. But like, <laughs> it's you're your little cartoon cat, and you knock the things on the floor. Anyway. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Fun. <laughs> I can't even get out of my house into the like supermarket. But but *Mass Effect* is attractive to me because of this whole sort of story element. Like, Wait, I, I mean, was. When you Biowaves. say that the shooting is secondary, my ears perk up, and I'm like, "Oh, I could try that one." <laughs> like, yeah. it,
3: like it's still a major part of the game, but. Like and some people probably just play it for shooting things all mm-hmm. the time, but like that's not why I'm playing it.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, no. Yeah, that's... and there's also like the like one of the things that's hyped up about this one in Dragon Age, which is made by the same company, is the like the relationships that are there. And so the first time I met a character who's like mentions his um, his husband, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is awesome that this is even in the game. Yeah. Um, especially because I'm playing as a female character, and so I can't even get into a relationship with this person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so the idea that if you're a total completionist, you have to play the game and, like, play it through it in one time as, like, uh, a gay male character, it kind of, like, really appeals to me because it's going to really piss off some people. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Bioware games. I just think they're so great. They're just... <laughs> We've, we've talked about a lot of the
0: Bioware games on this. I, this yeah, point. I feel yeah. like we probably have, especially having Theo on, too. Right? Yeah, and Mitchell came on, too, and talked yeah. about...
1: But, they, but Mitchell apparently doesn't play them until they've been modded beyond all recognition. <laughs> also an interesting way of talking about it. Fair enough. Mass Effect, weirdly, is actually
0: an okay transition into what you and I want to talk about.
1: Oh, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyone
0: seen the, like, Monster Factory video? But I guess Cat Lateral Damage Justin would be, Justin Griffin just go to town on Shepard. <laughs> um, <laughs> In terms of like mangling. Anyway, anyway, last <laughs> night.
3: <laughs> the, okay, the, I feel like you just you just say mangling his and then kind of don't say anything. I either. know, and I know. You're, yeah. you're, so okay, you're pointing at your gestures. head. Now that I need nobody to explain can Monster listen.
0: Factory, which is okay because everyone should go watch it. It's a series of of videos made by They're these really two bad. video game journalists who are also podcasters who we we're about to talk about. Um, and they basically just find any game where you get to build your own character at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then just buck up one of the characters beyond yeah. recognition and then play awesome. the game through with that character.
1: Yeah. So, like, turns so, him into a monster.
0: Their version of Shepard, like, has a visible brain pan and, like, <laughs> an eye that's just sort of floating out here. And, like, they actually <laughs> yeah. got this thing where they could sort of get into the code of the individual mm-hmm. pieces of his body and, like, mm-hmm. jack nice. into the Matrix. Wow. And anyway, <laughs> but in their... Not day job. Um, yeah. They are podcasters. Yeah. So last night we got to see My Brother, My Brother, and Me record live at the Chan Center yep. here in Vancouver, It was nice. their it's... first international show ever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they came here instead of Toronto, and then I got Griffin to say fuck Toronto, so I was pretty awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
0: <laughs> and let us not forget, we also got to see yeah. uh, Dr. Sidney McElroy, yeah. <laughs> because uh, Sawbones opened for them, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. So we talk about the McElroys a lot on the show, but we should probably still give a little bit of a background. Yeah, sure. Time.
1: Yeah. So they're three brothers who do um, an advice podcast, but their advice is just terrible. <laughs> like it's the worst <laughs> advice. And so they they have um, people submit questions, of course, but then they also will take Yahoo answers. So they'll answer. Yeah. So they were they were kind of the first to do that because it's kind of a thing. It's going to become a thing of now. But it's a comedy sort of, trope yeah. to like provide answers to ridiculous Yahoo answers but I'm pretty sure they were the first. I think they were yeah Yeah. and it used to
0: be just Griffin the youngest of the three of them who usually presents the Yahoo answers just kind of trolling Yahoo answers for like idiots but it's now become this thing where there are these like superstar listeners who like send in these incredible answers Mm -hmm. that they spend all of their you know breaks at work scouring the internet for (laughs) and um, and and, yeah you are definitely like not supposed to take their advice like at all if they answer your question like the first thing you hear when you push play on an episode of my brother my brother and me is the McElroy brothers are not experts and, and their, their advice, advice should, should never, never be followed <laughs> 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 but they were really really great like yeah. we listened to live shows before because mm-hmm. they always put them out as episodes of the podcast but um
1: but yeah they're just they're so funny and they're yeah. so
0: smart and just completely ridiculous at the same yeah. time it's there's like really a lot of like, a lot of
1: charisma like they're very clearly like brothers who have known each other their whole lives and yeah. like have in jokes and fights and stuff like that and it's it's kind of fun too to like with people who have listened to the podcast for a long time to be like well who's your favorite you know like I identify so strongly with the youngest brother because I am also like the baby of my family and he's really annoying and I'm really annoying so you know when anything where he's just trying to like troll his brothers and be like you know just being ridiculous I'm like yep yep that's that totally gets me Such as the review
0: video for Cat Lateral Damage. Yeah, Cat Lateral Damage is brilliant. And yeah, you know, like I, John asked me yesterday if I have a favorite and I do not have a favorite brother. But I definitely do identify with Justin and I think it is the oldest sibling. (laughs) (laughs) And it's interesting because the three of them, like they don't really have formal, formal training in radio or in acting or improv. I mean, their show is essentially long-form improv around a really strange premise of giving bad advice but they grew up sort of doing community theater and their dad is a radio professional a retired radio professional Mm. two of them have now become video game journalists and run their own company with a bunch of other guys polygon and um one of them is actually an actor slash professional podcaster he's he's
1: kind of made a career out of podcasting Travis, because he's on what like five podcasts Mm -hmm. now and Um, Like moved to LA and produces a bunch of podcasts now too so yeah he's really making a career out of it which is interesting
5: I just think it's (laughs) fascinating now that we're at a place where somebody can make a career yeah yeah I think that's so interesting I mean they've
0: really made it into sort of a family business because Mm -hmm. it was the three of them originally and for their first like somewhere between twenty and forty episodes, it was just this independent thing, and mostly the people who listened to it were people who read Justin and Griffin's video game articles online, and then yeah. found out they had a podcast. But then they became part of the Maximum Fun network after that, and started mm-hmm. sort of growing yeah. exponentially. And now they've got the three of them and their dad do the Adventure Zone, where they play D anD D. Justin and his wife, who's a doctor, do Sawbones, which is medical history. Um, <laughs> Big Gulp doesn't exist and that's a good thing, yeah. but there are a lot of spin-off podcasts um, and Travis and, and his friend Brent do trends like, like these which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Travis also does Bunker Buddies, which is about like, survivalist yeah. yeah. scenario. We just started a new one called wow.
1: Can I Pet Your Dog? Yeah,
3: I like the idea that this is like, like as a family thing. They're going to force their children to do it. <laughs> and it will be like, once they're old enough, it's like, you have to do the podcast before yeah. you like get to go in and play with your friends.
0: One <laughs> well, of the fun things and it's sort of we were talking about it at dinner is sort of we know so much about their family and it's mm-hmm. really creepy really. yeah like we'll like, sit there be we'll a- talk about it and we'll be talking about like you know their wives and whatever and then we'll realize that we're having a
1: really strange conversation because like we don't know but, these people they don't know that we exist but like yeah. you know because i was talking about it in the context of the nerdist podcast because i listened to that one a lot mm-hmm. and so and i listened to all of the hostfuls where it's just the three main guys and like I know so much about their lives mm. and like their stories and their paths, and I'm like so interested. And it's like, but they have no idea who I am. They're never going to know who I am. And it's totally but they're freaking really weird out
0: there and listening, right? Yeah. So.
3: Like- I have um, some of my friends do Loading Ready Run. I don't know if you're... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know Loading Ready Run. And so they do the Desert Bus fundraiser thing every year. Mm -hmm. And so I know some of them in real life. And then others I've maybe met once. But I feel like I know them a lot better. Yes. But it's even more confusing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've hung out with your friend and been at her house. And it's like, but I know more about you and you don't recognize who I am.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's what I found, like, weirdly um, not uncomfortable last night was... Like, we know a lot about their family, but they have very much embraced that and, like, to the point where um, Sydney's 15-year-old sister, Riley, was with them, and yesterday was her birthday, and their birthday present to her was she got to go out on stage and talk to a thousand strangers and introduce Sawbones, and then later we all <laughs> sang happy birthday to her. <laughs> and, um, and and I remember we went up to the table to talk to them afterwards and get some stuff signed. And usually when I'm in that kind of situation, I get really uncomfortable. Like this is a person that I, exactly as you're saying, I feel like I know, mm-hmm. but I don't actually know. And do I want to kind of break that like mm-hmm. you know fourth wall between us? And I felt none of that last night. I was mm-hmm. really comfortable talking they were, to them, and they were so welcoming they too, were like really
1: sweet. Because you always do yeah. that weird thing of like, do I shake their hand? Do I not shake their hand? I don't yeah. Know. But like, but Griffin like like thrust his hand forward to be like, hey, thanks for coming. Yeah, and it was yeah like, Justin did the same really thing welcoming. to me. Really welcoming,
0: like. Yeah. As yeah. I was walking up, Griffin was talking about how much he hates Dragon's Den, and I high-fived him for it. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah, it was really, and they, they had said they weren't going to sign anything other than posters, but I had another thing I wanted to sign. I told you the story earlier, and, and they were like, fuck it, whatever, we'll sign whatever. And, like, yeah. it was it was really, um, I don't know, I don't know it's if it's a totally fraternity of podcasters thing or just that they're really cool people, but yeah. it was, Yeah it was, it was a really, awesome really good time. and it was
1: my first live podcast like you've been to Night Vale before yeah. so you've mm-hmm. experienced that before but like it was just so great and we were super close we were the third row so nice. yeah was, when the episode comes awesome. out and you listen to it which hopefully oh, everyone who listens and to our shows listens to their face. shows
0: by now See if you can find a familiar
4: laugh. (laughs) Or two familiar laughs.
0: I was sitting next to you, but I I don't know. I probably got drowned out. (laughs) Shut up. But, uh, yeah, we tend to talk around them a lot on this show. We, like, make references to them because we listen to them all the time. But but really, like, yeah, people should check them out. Maybe go backwards, which I I see a lot of people Mm -hmm. doing online because it's, you know, a shaky start. like lots of podcasts, but
1: they're a lot of fun. (laughs) And, um,
0: yeah, there's a lot of really... Just hilarious running jokes. That yeah, it was
1: fun to be part of last night. And, and the thing about my brother, my brother and B is I think it's a bit of an acquired taste, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like I don't blame you if you're not into it because it's really dumb. Like it's real dumb. It's yeah. It's yeah. yeah. But, but it's also kind of smart. Yes, but it's real dumb. But it's real dumb.
2: <laughs> I already can't listen to all the podcasts and subscribe to.
5: It. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. The backlog is amazing. Oh, I got, I got my
1: new phone because my old phone bricked and. I can't remember all the all podcasts the yeah. that I subscribe to. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I, I can't turn my old phone on to figure it out. So I've just been kind of like, I
0: do you guys find that like, just like with books or with TV shows or whatever, you have like a whole bunch that you subscribe to and you're like, I should listen to these. Mm. but then you just go listen to your favorite ones yes. again. No. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I periodically call them though. Like if I yeah. have listened
2: to only one and I never went back again, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: That is, well, yeah. that was actually part of, so one of the things that happened to me is I have an old iPod Touch and it no longer properly syncs with my computer. It's just, mm-hmm. it's crapping out slowly but steadily. And, and I cannot get it to remove properly old podcast like it will oh. delete the episode off of there but this the little image of the podcast still appears in my the, and and I cannot get and you so I generally just invented forever.
0: Good for podcasts
4: yes.
5: <laughs> <laughs> through this endless list of of Empty podcastings where I've tried to delete them off so I can have space That's to put so more of my favorites in, and it—I just can't even <laughs> sort it. Any, it's Aww. so bad. I've given up on it. The whole, the
0: whole podcatcher thing. Is a yeah. Work in progress. Yes. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it is. I've
5: been trying. Po-
1: if you guys have a recommendation for a good,
0: I like Podcast Addict.
1: You do podcast. Uh, I, I use Podkicker, and I like it because it's really bare bones. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't do much, but it does what I need it to do. Yeah,
5: I've been using one, but it, it's been.
1: It, it, crashes
0: all the time, and oh, it's uh, no, I'm like, really good. this is not right. Well, should maybe people it? who are listening should, like,
3: tell us what they're listening to this yeah. on, yeah, <laughs> we yeah, can yeah, please. please. Absolutely. I hope someone um. says the radio. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: We tried once to get the UBC radio station
1: to put us on the air. That's true, we did. <laughs> I, I did We forgot about that. No, they, they, they were not kinda a,
3: They just kind of never emailed us back. Emailed back. <laughs> oh. I used, I did the training and everything a couple years ago. Yeah. I almost had my own show. They were going to give me one, and then like, school happened.
0: Well, now you've made your own.
3: <laughs> that fewer people will listen to.
0: the <laughs> beginning. It's only UBC Radio. Come on. <laughs> so, what well, we've got some books, some podcasts, yeah. some comic books to mm-hmm. check out. Mass Effect 3. Yay. I only
3: said comics you maybe shouldn't check out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it's, it's going to, just like we're talking about with podcasts, it's going to help people narrow the frame. That's yeah. good, right?
4: yeah.
1: All right, so we've got a class Z for you this. Yes. No, it's definitely Zed this time. <laughs> oh, no, You're
4: right, right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Matthew's nodding.
1: Fine. After giving me
0: shit for gesturing at my head
4: earlier. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: um. So we have uh, three of our great friends of the podcast. I think um, Megan. This is your first time on, right? Yes. Yay. And uh, two return visits of course we had to have Matthew back because it's uh-huh, episode, episode 66, 66. it's twenty-two forty-four. it's very exciting and of course <laughs> Anna who's who's back Anna? because these uh, these guys all went to ALA this year which we missed because mm-hmm. we have never been so we've Nate's never been, been like
0: twice this
4: right? is my twice? third time oh, oh yes. wow nice well. veteran. the hat trick <laughs> as it were is that a hockey thing Yes. It's a sports thing.
1: Sports thing. Isn't it three? Well, then three it's a hockey things? thing. We just established that there is a majority <laughs> of <the> <laughs> <community>. <laughs> sports. Go sports! Um, but yeah, so hockey. ALA twenty fifteen in beautiful San Francisco. Yep. Oh yeah what did we do? What was it cool? What was, what was the deal? What was, what was
3: like going on? was two months ago. You expect us to remember. Yeah. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I think, I think what I'm interested in actually is like, you know, we can talk about like the best and the worst stuff and what you learned and whatever. But my interest is actually also like, what, why did you go? Like, what was your thing about like, why did you feel you wanted or I graduated? To and this is my gift to myself for graduating. Nice. It's
5: like, it's in San Francisco and it's, it's also why I went and I was like, I'm not going to this, because I am like, like diving in full force into I must get a job, I'm going to network until the end <laughs> or anything like that. Like that I be was stressful. going, no, it be yeah. really stressful. <laughs> and I've just decided well ahead of time. I was like, I'm graduating. I have been a really good intense student for a long time now and mm-hmm. focus libraries, 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 and I'm going to go to San Francisco. Day during LA. pride.
0: Yeah, during pride. Yeah, that would also <laughs> be fine. fun. We're yeah. hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. So during pride. It was
5: quite interesting. That's, that's awesome but, combination. So, uh, so I went for fun and enjoyed myself and yeah. had a great time.
1: But you did cool. network though. I'm
4: I just met
5: a
1: few people.
4: You're
0: there? <laughs> it's probably hard to avoid. It's a little time, hard right? to avoid at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
5: it's a lot hard to avoid.
2: Yeah, I definitely had someone force their business card on me even though I didn't <laughs> <were any, that's, laughs> aggressively business, business carding. Afterwards yeah, I emailed
3: all, right. all the people that I got their business card from to say, I'm like, Oh, I put the uh, the collaborative zine we made online and you can download it and one person's like, Oh, next time you're in San Francisco, give me a call so I can like have you teach this course. I'm just like next no. time I'm in San Francisco like twenty eighteen?
0: Like-. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that far away.
3: <laughs> I know it's not that far, but still it's just like I don't know what is going to happen. That's awesome. Uh, I went because I was running stuff and organizing things. What did you run? Um, I was helping to run the zine pavilion in the trade show floor. I helped organize the uh, ALA play, the social gaming event. Um, And I also volunteered at their, um, they had a gaming space on the trade show floor as well, which is really neat. That's the first time they did that. And I helped, I was, they, we had a session that I introduced. I also ran a zine reading. And what was the other thing I did? Oh, I interviewed comic book people. And That's probably awesome. something else. So, there. did
0: yeah. you have something going on like every day you were there, just like every constant. hour of every day? <laughs> yeah. I
5: mean, I volunteered too because I was like, as long as I'm going to be down there, I'm going to do something useful too. But basically,
0: that was, Matthew was every day. So basically, if you were breathing, you constantly. were networking.
3: <laughs> I guess it was it really it interesting because just
0: your name out there, right?
3: I got to meet some people that I know from like also running Facebook groups for gaming librarians and stuff and so like hey I know you're from Facebook let's talk about stuff mm-hmm. um, and there was definitely one person who was like oh yeah I like n- recognized your name from the internet and it's was like oh
0: freak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a little intimidating that's actually kind of great I don't know yeah. if anyone's ever said that to me I recognize your name from the internet <laughs> that's great <laughs> what about you Megan? Like, what was uh, your motivation this year?
2: similar reasons to anna i had graduated uh i was in san francisco it's so close so beautiful and it Mm. was my birthday and i was like whatever birthday present to myself that's awesome Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i didn't volunteer at all though i just sort of wandered around and saw many 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 conferences and Uh, sessions i didn't take any books oh i don't understand how did you ever do that (laughs) (laughs) okay i ended up with
3: two books i think anna and i took like 60 back Oh
2: man, he you should like have seen days. the library house before people oh, were yeah. leaving. It was madness, everybody trying to stuff all of these free books that they'd gotten into their entirely too tiny
3: suitcases. Some of them we spent money on
4: yeah, <laughs> we did actually
3: we... there was there was at least ten percent ten percent I think that we spent you money guys on. maybe I think everybody else had just no we went we like, went to, we to bookstores with some other people as well, hmm. so people bought stuff, sure.
1: So me about (laughs) library house, this sounded really cool. What is, what is this? So
3: somebody in our program uh, is from San Francisco Mm -hmm. and their grandparents had owned some weird sketchy house <laughs> which is worth you know like several million dollars because it's in san francisco and it's not like
5: on a hillside with the most incredible view out this enormous wall like entire wall is a window oh, nice. it <laughs> was crazy oh man
2: every every house on that row was just amazing Whoa. like you could look through some of them just because they
5: they were just wow. windows there's just
2: windows
3: yeah i liked yeah. the one that we could look into that had like all the, the Old playboy magazines on display or something yeah, nice.
2: <laughs> yeah. we were right above Castro
5: <laughs> yeah yeah we were right above Castro and yeah like the window is so big that seriously we were because librarians were sleeping everywhere in this house there's a whole crew of us that were all mostly all of us from slice and there from the program nine,
3: eight or nine I don't remember we were this was a house that was used for storage beforehand yeah so there just <laughs> so there's a lot of, of stuff, stuff everywhere yeah
0: but we were just camped and out information. And professionals like dream environments. It was actually a nightmare. And boxes of things. <laughs> because like <laughs> you'd
3: open the cupboard and you'd be like, oh, look at these like old eight uh, millimeter films that's just sitting in the cupboard from the fifties. Yeah. I'll just close this again. I'm like, these should be cataloged.
5: Who's <laughs> preserving this stuff?
2: It's <laughs> yeah. not the ideal environment for its preservation. <laughs>
5: Those windows were so big that I seriously, the first night I was sleeping in there, I had this whole thing. I kept waking up during the night, feeling like I was falling backwards <laughs> out of, like I felt like I was falling out of the house the entire time that I was there.
3: I think a large part of that was because you were sleeping on a very large, not inflated enough air bed. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that'll
1: do some vertigo. Yeah. A little bit. So it's just this this big house that they were like, "Hey, you guys can stay here," and so then it was just a and bunch being, of freaky whole bunch freaky of librarians. librarians.
5: Yeah. Yeah, bringing home awesome. all their free books every day from <laughs> ALA and piling them into the piles
1: already in the house. <laughs> and what did we end up calling it?
3: The was... Hammocker Home for Wayward Librarians.
1: That's that sounds like a book to me, or like yeah, a you know cartoon it. series. It is, or a, at least a story. It in... is
3: a story in the next issue of True Fisted Librarians.
1: Fantastic! <laughs> did somebody take it up?
3: No, we're, somebody we're will going write to it. Make, yeah, it's, it's gonna happen. happen. Par- we got part of it. It is partially written. It is partially, okay.
0: written. It partially written. Awesome. It's gonna make it in there um so i mean we should we should ask you the whole you know best and worst question or maybe if you want to talk about things that were like underrated or overrated we can go that way too anna what did you what did you like the best i think one of the most so i
5: um a previous connection from the last time that i went to ala nice brought me in to volunteering for the um, lead a program uh, like yeah, library information technology something or another mm-hmm. i don't remember anyways um they do pre-conferences there that people pay for and so uh, i volunteered to help out at this pre-conference that was around um it, hacking library things mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so it was uh you know like a, arduino and sewn circuits and uh, you know how to Operate a makerspace safely in your library and planning mm. it out and figuring out what should go in there. It was cool. really interesting, um, and of course, I was just like, like I, I was on vacation as far as I was concerned, and so I was like, oh no, I have to work this day. Why, why? But then I got there. It was great. It was amazing. It was so much fun. Um, I didn't get as much of the content as I would like. I wish I could actually afford to pay. To actually be attending to that instead of being mm-hmm. the volunteer running around right. like going and getting bagels for people and like <laughs> <you> know, <Is laughs> missing that, is, half of is, is the that really not interesting not session.
0: An
3: important library skill. Yeah, bagel. session.
0: I've figured out whether that's going to be like essential that's yet. One of yeah. The like caterpillar to blutter, butterfly things yeah. of librarianship yeah, yeah, is yeah, the like bit. volunteer to like the volunteer to actually free thing. coffee.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah it's mm-hmm. true. So that was actually amazing. Like, I, I, I have to say after going there the experience of volunteering both at that and then at the zine pavilion where I also um, did some volunteer work um, was really valuable and really interesting and I would totally recommend to anybody to go as a volunteer like I think it gives you an automatic reason for how you are shaping your days and how you are planning out and how you're meeting people and connecting with people. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is super valuable at a conference of that size Mm -hmm. is to have that piece that kind of like tightens everything up for you and makes it a little more manageable.
3: We also had the isolation cube.
5: Yes. That helped a lot too. The zine pavilion is, has a, uh, a cube that, like, the the outside of it is display for zines, but the inside has uh, a uh, photocopier where we can photocopy zines and other things that are of need for the zine pavilion, and then just a lot of empty space. And so, like, if you're way over socialized you
0: can go hide in the inside <laughs> every of this cube should have like a sensory overload place. it's amazing yeah. it's wonderful at uh, at the indigenous knowledges conference a couple of years ago there was like a space that like the elders could go into mm. for that purpose but like I think every conference should have that should for have. everyone yeah i completely agree this is like the version of like there should be nap spaces at conferences oh there
5: God. should be like yeah yeah, there, there should, should be nap spaces, spaces everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly.
1: They're now becoming that's... they're becoming a trend in academic at academic university academic libraries to have oh, really? have nap yeah. spaces. Well, there's
3: just students sleeping there anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> might as well,
1: you know, make them comfortable and Yeah, they're like these kind of almost like the the, the hotels in Japan, like the, the box hotels? The capsule
0: hotels. Yeah, this the part of hotels. the world is slowly becoming just one big IT corporation campus, right? So eventually it'll <laughs> just be
4: everywhere. <laughs>
0: So, like, give us a sense of the scope of it. So, you're talking about the size of it. There's I mean, like BCLA is the biggest thing I've ever been to,
3: people. which is yeah,
0: no, it's like a
5: it's a little town comes to town, like twenty five thousand people, it's something it's like that. Also, yeah.
3: just like the amount of money there from vendors is crazy.
4: crazy. Just mm. the amount
3: of free yeah. stuff that's given out, and like, I don't, I didn't go to any this year, but in the previous years is <laughs> like I've gone to like the free alcohol parties, and you're just like, <laughs> this party is sponsored by Tumblr. I I, <laughs> yeah. I, or, like, whoever it is, and just like, huh, weird. And some of the companies are just walking by, and like, they kind of ignored me, to be honest, because they should when they were trying to sell like $50,000 software systems, or like, you should buy this like book return thing. And I was like, I am clearly not in a position to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, it like... was fascinating walking along around with some other people, because a lot of the people that it was their in the booth so that it was their job to sell stuff would like ignore me and then talk to the more normal looking person I've had that next to me which I thought was really funny um, and they, they knew who to target because I clearly wasn't going to pay attention to them unless they were going to give me like a Fitbit
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they're like cruises and stuff
1: right yeah. that some like, people that go you
3: there are like library vendor cruises? Uh I don't I haven't heard about those but I, I would not a couple be surprised. The library went on this year. Yeah. yeah, I,
1: yeah. I don't
4: well that.
1: they definitely had them at um at uh, ACRL in Portland this mm-hmm. year. They did like a harbor cruise or a, i guess it would a river cruise cuz it's on a river alley.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: but yeah, like they definitely I definitely like saw pictures of them on a boat. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So were the, was the Zine Pavilion the best part for you, Matthew? Or were there, was there something else that really kind of blew you away or that you really enjoyed? I
3: think the Zine Pavilion was probably the best part of LA. Uh, I really enjoy helping to organize it. It's mm. really stressful and frantic. Um, and there's like a billion things that go wrong every year. <laughs> and so a lot of my time, I feel it's just spent being like, okay, I have to fix this problem, have to fix this problem, which is what happens when you're helping to run events. Yeah. Um, but it was still just really great to have people come and see what zines are like a lot of it is just what are zines and teaching people what they are and why a library should have them Mm -hmm. um and i just yeah there's i'm sure there are people listening to this podcast who despite me having been on it talking about zine before (laughs) are like what's a zine
0: (laughs) yeah so what do you do in that kind of space so to educate people or like expose them well the
3: zine pavilion itself is like a little mini zine event Um, we have like Anna said there's the box that has all the zines on display outside of it and by box it's like a pretty big it's probably like it's big yeah Um, and then we have a whole lot of tables with actual zinesters and we have a lot of them are San Francisco based but we also have people flying in from across the country (laughs) to come to this event so we had people from Portland and Chicago and I don't know where else like actually come to San Francisco to be at the ALA event which is so exciting yeah and so you have all of these different people uh, who are making different types of zines with their stuff, and so instead of like having to say like, "Oh, zines are this thing and this thing and this thing," you can just be like,
4: <laughs> "Watch this person this. <laughs> and There's
5: all these examples, yeah. all these different, yeah." And really I al-
3: I always like to say that it's I think that zine events are really funny. Because, like, you go to, like, a zine symposium or a zine fest or whatever, and you have all of these people that are gathered together, and the one thing they all have in common is that they, like, photocopying things. (laughs) Like, that is what has brought us together today, that we all love photocopying stuff and stapling things. And it sounds so ridiculous, because it's, like, my, like, science fiction zine is completely different from that person's vegan cooking zine, and, like, there's literally nothing else, like to do with each other other than like yeah we both like photocopied these things and stapled and want people to have them
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah
0: i mean it's not even like i'm thinking about something like you know poetry but even that is probably more unified as a genre than something like Mm -hmm. zine making right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they also
5: set up like a little station where you can participate in the creation of a zine at ala so like I don't know. I certainly sat down and spent some time making a page to go into the LA zine. So
3: that's what, one of the things I really love is there are two projects that I help run. With. One is the zine making, the collaborative zine. And we just have like pages and people can cut and paste. And there was a typewriter and all this other stuff that people can do with. And then uh, I also, there's a comics alley, like an artist alley there that mm-hmm. has a whole bunch of comic people doing stuff. And that gets bigger every year as well, which is really exciting to see this. And so I um, got a bunch of them to do comic jam pages, which is where one person draws one panel and they pass it to the next artist who draws (laughs) the next panel and who draws the next panel. And so I got, I didn't get as many as last year, unfortunately, but I still got like, I think five completed comics pages by these people that, and so there were people that do, I can't remember anyone that did stuff. Did Gene uh,
4: Yang do one this year? He didn't do one this year. I got Gene Yang to draw for me. I've published
3: Gene Yang artwork.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
0: i feel like that's a brilliant idea to take to like anything like when i go to ecc next year i'm totally gonna ask people to do that that sounds amazing
3: and then uh, on the final day, I am frantically trying to resize all of the pages so that they will fit into a zine um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then photocopying it and, and giving it out. To and people, people show up
5: and actually ask, ask for it. Yeah. They ask for it. They're wow. like ready for it to come out and they want to see what wow. got produced
0: that year. And it's really exciting.
3: Uh, they're all on Tumblr, so you can link to them in the,
0: yeah. the description. Yeah, we are not letting you guys go until we have like a big long list of links. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, Megan, what was the best part for you? Um,
2: I had a lot of fun just hitting up all of the We Need Diverse Books panels. So there was, like, We Need Diverse Comics, Diverse Authors Need Librarians, like, you know, one regular We Need Diverse Books, and just, like, marinating my brain with all of these other potential authors and <clears throat> comic. I got to see the author of um, oh, Lumberjanes. Jane's. I oh, so. else do wield? a little on the inside yeah yeah <laughs> so that was a lot of fun that's great
0: yeah. was there anything that you I mean it's so it's so awesome that that's <clears throat> a big thing at conferences now that like if you are talking about the creation of art or mm. the curation of art or whatever you that's a, an obvious topic now which is fantastic yeah and I
4: feel
2: like it's so important just because I'm interested in collections management and I got to do a little bit of weeding while I'm in the branches and just being aware that that's a factor Mm -hmm. and being aware that it's not just that you know diverse communities need diverse books but Mm -hmm. um, communities in which everybody looks the same probably needs diverse books too because
5: that's an issue yeah Yeah. Yeah. with exposure comes empathy right yeah and to be aware that it's easy to just um pick all the names we really know well but we tend Mm -hmm. to really know these well these names well because they get spoken about because they're the same type of Mm -hmm. people and Mm -hmm. authors and writers and just the process of
2: starting to question my own reading habits Mm -hmm. a little bit more valuable yeah so i like to a sort of brain hack just by exposing myself to things that I know are not necessarily available in mainstream media, quote unquote. And I don't watch a lot of it anymore, but I know that a lot of that stuff you don't think about until someone asks you to question it. So going through this process of questioning my own assumptions is something that you sort of have to do all the time. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. exhausting a little bit, but so important that mm-hmm. uh, I found these panels really, really valuable. <laughs>
0: it's so interesting sort of talking especially the two of you matthew and megan that like i went to ECC this year and didn't go to ala and it feels like from what you're saying there's more and more crossover between those two things because there were panels at ECC this year about things like copyright and comics mm-hmm. and you know like health and comics and the kinds of things that librarians or information professionals would probably be really interested in right and that i enjoyed going to but It sounds like ALA is also leaning more towards celebrating the art (laughs) as well.
3: It was was really interesting to talk to some of the comic people that said that this, if this was, if ALA was in San Francisco every year, it would be their favorite comic show in in San Francisco. (laughs) Because they liked it better than the other ones that they did in town. uh, Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But also kind of like fascinating because i'm just like do you like it better because like the general public
4: can't come in (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, you have like a
1: built-in thoughtful fan base it's It's a bit of a yeah it's a bit of a tunnel vision when you're when you're just talking to
0: librarians i guess
3: and like the general public actually can come in but they're they're not going to yeah Yeah,
4: i will
2: admit that i avoided the floor it's Mm.
3: overwhelming it's incredibly overwhelming
2: and i i kind of missed out on some of the zine stuff just because I'd walk in and just have to leave again because it was just too overwhelming
5: Yeah, it's really the first year that I was at ALA it was it was too much for me to manage and deal with and I was could not handle the floor Um, this year it was easier for me but I definitely approached it differently like Mm -hmm. I did not I said no very (laughs) frequently (laughs) and I got out of a lot of conversations that I need to have pretty frequently because that you can just endlessly talk about library things until you die <laughs> on the floor, standing there talking with a vendor who's trying to yeah. sell you something you will never, ever,
0: ever purchase. What one you of the running through and grabbing things, <laughs> thanks for the free hand. That's basically what I do. But
3: one of the major benefits of being doing the Zinfilian is that my bat's at exhibitor, and so yeah. mm-hmm. like the exhibitors, like I look weird i don't i don't look like i control any money i think is really the (laughs) crucial thing i dress terribly
0: i hope that like sooner than later you are like a library director or something but you don't change your look because it'll be on
1: those people Uh, (laughs) so you mean they don't give purchasing power to people with blue hair
3: uh maybe blue hair but probably not like super stupid suspenders
1: (laughs) (laughs) extra zippers
3: on the
5: jeans that make no sense
1: As to, and like, um, Steve Thomas from Circulating Ideas, if you uh, donate to his Kickstarter, uh, you got a conference ribbon that says, I have no purchasing authority. Nice. You <laughs> nice. um, so.
2: not- also got into the international librarianship party with his l- exhibitor badge
3: they, oh, I, I they walked Disney? up and they literally like oh there you are go right in you go up to the third floor and I just like the it's other people you. are behind me and some of them have tickets and some don't but I'm just like I'm not stopping like, <laughs> like free you, food
1: <laughs> is that like an exclusive party it or? was something
3: that we tried to get tickets yeah. to and they wouldn't oh. give them to us because, because my badge said exhibitor uh San Diego California because that's yeah. where the person that does all the bad stuff for the Zoom Pavilion is based and yeah. they're like your badge says California we can't give it I'm like I live in Canada yeah. I don't I'm not I'm a Canadian like I'm not American <laughs> and they're like no we can't give you a ticket I'll sing
1: the anthem for you man <laughs> no one else knows the Canadian anthem
5: <laughs> I say Zed come on
0: yeah <laughs> so and how was the food you. at the international <laughs> librarianship um, party
3: it was kind of funny because I bet we like I ran into people I knew at it which was fun as well yeah. and uh, we I unfortunately I didn't think I was even going to get in so I'd eaten beforehand mm. so <laughs> It was it was in the the San Francisco Public Library though, and it was kind of fun just to just walk around and check that stuff out too.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, so. No, that's like you know you're like a library nerd when you go to another city and you're like, oh my gosh, I went to all to all these libraries and yeah. looked at their displays. Been doing that since <laughs> far before yeah. I was yeah. a librarian.
2: Yeah. My favorite thing about
0: traveling.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Absolutely.
0: Library. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <We have> to <laughs> a new place. Go get your library card. Then worry about an apartment.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Important things. Yeah.
3: Well, some, sometimes they won't give them to you unless you have proof of address.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, So I'm like having flashbacks to like begging for a card at the Hammersmith Library. Um, So one of the things I'm interested in, too, and I mean, this might go back a little bit to the motivation to go, but like, do you feel like in addition to this just being a really fun time for people like us who are into this kind of environment and this kind of sort of topics, um do you feel like there were things that you were exposed to that informed you as a professional that you'll bring back to your work or to your work search or whatever stage you're at like
3: one of the things that i love about it is that so many of the people that go to this are the people that are really involved with library work Mm -hmm. and so it's not just the people that just go to work and go home or go to class and go home these are the people that care a lot Mm. about libraries and it's just really exciting and like kind of energizing to be around all these people that are like creating ideas and working on projects and doing stuff all the time
2: yeah we met all those people from critlib which was exciting and i used Mm -hmm. twitter for the first time
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so talk to us a little bit about that because i keep hearing this used as a hashtag or as a way people have organized Mm -hmm. conversations or as a topic even now like when you talked mm. to the CritLib people, what was that like? What were they about?
2: Well, they had a panel, so each of them spoke to a little bit about some of the things we can criticize about libraries, like <clears throat> diversity and um, uh, the, the, the uh, conception of libraries as a neutral, quote-unquote, not really neutral mm. space. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so just being able to uh, counteract the dialogue of, oh, my God, libraries are so wonderful by saying, actually, you know, we do have them." some things to work on. Yeah,
1: we've got, we've got work to do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that was interesting. The discussion, the question period afterwards was interesting just in terms of some people just not getting like why we would be interested in, in in bringing minority voices forward into some of the criticisms of library schools in particular, which I think Mm -hmm. what some of their panel was on. Mm -hmm. And then, um, afterwards we, we all went out for, for food and trash talked,
0: a lot <laughs> that was kind of comforting another thing that always happens when like two or more librarians, librarians gather, get together. oh Which yeah is great that it's being done in this sort
1: of constructive like organized forum yeah because now it's being done as like scheduled twitter conversations where yes. they have questions and you can weigh in on it with yeah, yeah and with they're the they're hashtag.
5: arranging the moderation of those twitter conversations and it's really they're interesting to follow i don't I don't follow along every time, and I'm not super. I, I, I have been on Twitter longer than Megan has, but <laughs> but I'm not. I like I'm more of a follow along and read what's going on. Well, than good timing,
0: who, I guess, considering yeah. that we like organized this over, <laughs> over, over Twitter. Over <laughs> Twitter, yeah, I know. <laughs>
5: I do check in. That's I kind
0: of why you know. I initially actually started using it too was con- was library conferences. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's really <laughs> valuable for that.
3: But even outside of them, I've recently seen I can't remember what it was, but there was some Twitter conversation that mentioned I think it was just a blog post that listed all these different Facebook groups and mm. like that are mm-hmm. library specific and I helped like admin some of them. And so I'm like, why am I suddenly getting a hundred people asking to join this group? Like yeah. what linked to us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. We
1: sometimes get those weird spikes. We got we got a weird spike and then it turned out that someone had asked what are library podcasts on Reddit? And, uh, uh, someone had, oh, yeah, like someone actually like ours was the top post.
3: Straight. Did you, did you like then go and like try and figure out who it was? Cause I've occasionally read it you know, being like, I'm like, yeah, Oh, you mentioned like... you went to Slace, huh? I was like, who are you? It I don't know. I don't know if they
0: went to someone we Slace. didn't know, which is all Yeah, it seemed to be someone exciting. we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, which,
4: which
1: is like, holy crap. I actually um, find mm-hmm. that extra
3: creepy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just personal. Well, it's just, it's just, I
1: mean, that's, it's kind of the, you know, the, the, the risk you take when you put something on the internet is like I'd like people to read it and then or listen to it and then as soon as they do oh I'm God, like why are you doing this, this. Yeah, yeah,
4: so yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: my <laughs> podcast is dumb why aren't you listening to my podcast
3: I pretty much do that every time somebody orders Two Fisted librarians as well I'm just like <laughs> why? you're why? actually paying money for this <laughs> thing I,
2: this. I would just give it to you if you like <laughs> me a self-addressed stamped envelope
5: honestly
1: oh man
5: but I think uh, another thing that I really enjoyed there um, I'm steadily and going farther farther into the world of readers advisory and like mm-hmm. really getting into that and um there was some a very good session on like um you know like basic skills for i can't remember what it's called now i was going to look this up before i came here but between the windstorm and the internet out and everything else I, it, it we'll just get didn't it happen we'll anyway <laughs> so I, it was a great session they actually have um if you can are part of ala and can log into their system you can get to all their free handouts mm-hmm. and stuff and they had some mm-hmm. really good handouts mm-hmm. um on just you know basic advice for how to get into readers advisory and how to get started and what are your tools and how do you like manage to keep on top of everything mm-hmm. and it's actually some advice that i have already tried to like integrate into what i do which partially one of the ones i'm on endlessly kicking myself to do and not getting around to endlessly is the reading ahead part is like reading the galleys and like getting involved in you know in trying to get a hold of all of that and managing your reading schedule so that you make sure you get a little reading ahead done so that you know and thinking about like who is your community that what are they going to want you Mm -hmm. to be able to tell them about so trying to make sure that you're getting your
0: which the bigger system, the system you work for the harder the harder it is, harder it is. Point, yeah right? yeah
5: which is the nice thing about like I'm, right now I'm mm. um like the system I've been working in the longest is a small system so mm. I know a lot about what that what that group likes and, mm-hmm. and what they're most interested in so it's easier for me to pick from that group so that's generally how I focused right now but
0: it's mm. great that it was sort of internally focused too like how what can you do with your own habits rather than yeah we need to be outwardly focused, but yeah, you need to manage your own time as well. Yeah,
5: it's absolutely true. I mean, you're, you're doing this for, um, for all of the readers out there and trying to think widely about what they need, but it's going to involve a lot of self-management of how you deal with looking at these and how you manage your time and your arrangements and how do you get information in, in an efficient manner so that you know about like a hundred new great books, not five. Ooh. new great books, you know, cuz you're going to need Sounds more than five recommendations. So <laughs> Wait. know <what?
3: I> <laughs> If they're really good though and like yeah. long, if, if they're the really long books ones,
0: everyone yeah. should read. I mean, come on. will
1: come and be like, "I'd like a romance." I'm like, "So science fiction?" Yeah, right. You don't. You don't
3: okay. tell them science fiction. You're just like, "There okay. is a romance in this book."
1: Yes. <laughs> it's this great love story
3: between a girl and her rocket ship.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reader's Advisory is one of those things that's like, I, I, that's why I don't particularly like working the, working the branches because I, it just gives me anxiety. I'm like, I don't know what you want to read. I don't read a lot. So. There,
3: there's an interesting discussion in Reader's Advisor, which is do you have to read the books to be good at Reader's Advisory? Yeah. Mm. And you don't. You just have to know about the books. And some people will argue that, like, no, you have to read them. And I'm just like, yeah, but... You know, can. someone's going to come along and ask about a genre that you know nothing about. Yeah. And yeah. You're, like no matter how widely read you are, it's going to be like, I need stuff about like submarine business books or something. You're going to be like, yeah. I it's have super... no idea, yeah. but we'll find you something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so just reading about them and knowing what's coming out mm-hmm. is yeah, the is really valuable. Really like and having valuable.
5: The, the reading skills to how do you approach a book that you are n- you're never going to get all the way through. All of these books i mean it's the same thing of like the psychological thrillers we're reading right now like i'm not gonna get through well i might not get through anything except for annihilation we'll see um <laughs> but <laughs> but what i am gonna do is all these ones that i've checked out i'm gonna do the process of like do a five minute or ten minute read and like what is you know what's the front cover and the back cover mm-hmm. and who's the author and what else have they written and read the first chapter and read a little section from later on and and get a sense of you know where this fits and, and what does it feel like as a whole book? And like, that is a skill that you have to build over time. It's like the skill of annotating books yeah. for lists. Mm-hmm. This is not something anybody even <laughs> mentioned that I might need
0: during school.
5: <laughs> Nobody even like, it didn't even come out of anyone's mouth. It was I may, in the
0: reader's advisory cool. class, but that's been Thanks. run once in the last four years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which was
4: before
3: Anna before, and I started. Yeah. So I started. for most of our our classmates, the only Readers Advisory at Readers Advisory, was the one that we taught, mm. which is like, oh my god, both kind of awesome because people have said, oh, it was so good, and then all mm-hmm. terrible, and like me, like I'm the only Readers Advisory <laughs> teaching you got in school. Well, I, mean, I don't work in a library,
0: especially <laughs> because we happened to go through a program that at the time didn't have a big focus on this stuff. I so admire like watching you guys and like the sort of book club that you're building from the periphery of it because. I used to work in a bookstore, and I would do these things very Mm -hmm. naturally, but in a very surface kind of like, oh, I'm a nerd, and I read Entertainment Weekly, and like, whatever, you know, like, I kind of know what's going on, but to watch it be done in sort of this professional way, and to really sort of think deeply about how to go about doing it efficiently and effectively is... I'm looking forward to listening to your podcast when it starts to come out for exactly that reason. We're we looking forward to you wait. being on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> wait,
3: maybe wait till like episode six or something. Yeah, so we yeah,
0: yeah, my, yeah, we might. Yeah, we have no always tell people whatsoever. to skip the first episode yep, of yeah, this
4: particular yeah. show.
1: It took us a month to compile it, and it's still not very good.
3: <laughs> I haven't. I did an intro. For uh, us. Yeah, yeah, we got. That. I can like send that. You can just play it now.
0: We <laughs> totally
1: should. There will
0: be a preview somewhere in this episode. Awesome. Totally it's great.
3: just, it just <laughs> samples from other things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs Samples are fun. Samples are fun. No,
2: I really feel like it's been kind of a substitute for um, being out of school because I get to mm-hmm. all kinds of reading that are self-directed in this really
5: loosely way, mm-hmm. which is really helpful. Which is also what the conference experience is about. It's like it's a substitute for, you know, you're done with school, but you're not done with learning yeah. on the list, so. Go to ALA because that would
3: actually be awful. Imagine if you like finish library school and were never allowed to anything else. <laughs> <laughs> like we everything, so but it's, no, not that. Just like everything you learned in library school is like the only skills you will ever need in a library.
0: So you will work for two weeks and then get <laughs> yeah. fired. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, work just... for two weeks and be obsolete.
2: <laughs> they didn't yeah. tell me how to audio edit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: What have I been doing the last month? <laughs> Audacity, kind of, kind of essential. Here we were arguing that people needed more education on things like Excel at Slace, and little did we know. Oh gosh. Yeah. I
3: think I think a graphic design program would be really useful. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's one of those things where like you can't the, do everything. The levels of people are so different mm-hmm. that it's like if you do an intro one, nobody is really going to learn anything useful, but. The people that already know something are not going to gain anything and, from it.
0: like we're saying, if you're really into it and you need to do it for what you want or need to do for your job, you're going to learn it because we're never going to yeah. stop learning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lynda.com, <laughs> everyone. <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> giant, you,
1: like like yeah. uh,
3: YouTube promo. tutorials are also yeah, great. YouTube. Like I hate them, but I also go and like, like how do I do this thing in Photoshop? Yep. So it's like, okay, then this, then this. Wow, I... this actually looks really good.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think i just didn't just advise somebody to do that today actually (laughs) at work i have one last question which is interesting that we came around to to books as the core of of the or at least of what sort of you've been doing lately because um i'm curious at a conference as big as ala was was there anything that you saw or that people were talking about that you found kind of overrated like we definitely have these like flash in the pan moments in librarianship. Right now, the big thing is everyone's trying to figure out if hoopla is a useful thing or not. There's comics on it now. <laughs> yeah, very, very exciting. exciting. <laughs> there you go. But so I'm curious. Like, was there anything sort of like new and flashy that you were a little hesitant about?
3: Mm-hmm. That's a grand question. I wasn't paying attention. No. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough.
2: I had this really aggressive response to a session I sat in. Um, with the dude from the internet archive where he was telling librarians to digitize everything, even if they couldn't offer access it. And I got so
0: upset. Wow. Like even <sighs> if they couldn't offer any access to it. It's
2: yeah. Still, it's because he was trying to float this idea of, um, distributed content as a way to avoid like a, a single source of digital objects as a potential site for censorship. So Mm -hmm. like if everybody has their own stuff digitized, then it's accessible to someone even if one source gets censored or not, Um, which
0: broadly theoretically works as an idea.
3: I
2: think broadly, and then I was like, well, the problem with that is your your weak point is still access. If everybody goes to the Google.
3: The weak point is there's no money to digitize everything. Well, that was yeah. the other thing. We can't digitize everything that we legally can, let alone yeah. everything mm-hmm. that's like Well, there. even if you
2: could digitize everything, you can't maintain it unless you have a plan to maintain mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. he didn't talk about that. And I was like, brain exploding. Oh,
0: Why did man, nobody? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, like, there was a couple other things. you juicy but... use of digital in the middle without Although, like access digitize, or digitize, archiving. Digitize. And I was like... <laughs> Have
2: Have you talked to any archives about what a disastrous idea it is to digitize something without a plan to migrate it later? Mm
4: -hmm. Because
2: they know, they have all these hard drives and floppy disks and all these (laughs) others. They're not accessible. Anyway, oh boy! Yeah, that was. You can
3: totally get those floppy disks. You know, hold them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> like an art installation Yeah exactly. When zombies When life gives you floppy disks, <laughs> Throw them at somebody, you'll feel better.: Yeah,
5: I don't know if there was something that I saw as like a flash-in-the-pan sort of thing, but um, I do know I was caught up by the fact that there actually was a panel on which they were discussing the issue of where are we going with? professional degree and the master's degree and i uh, like it's a controversial yeah. topic right i know now. even that it was allowed to be just like i think there needs to be a heck of a lot more discussion yeah. around what is going on with that because i do think that it's it's becoming a really really serious issue that we need to deal with is mm-hmm. what is this degree and how is it functioning and how are we actually regulating it and managing it and where is it getting us and is it serving not just us as professionals but the people that were actually supposed to be helping yeah. to mm-hmm. have us do it this way and uh, so I I mean I have any really radical really ideas want, floated well but so many of them were a lot of the people who were talking and the way uh, the way they got away with having this discussion is they were students mm-hmm. you know so like we, it needs to go way farther and
3: there were a lot of people in that room. though There were yeah, quite a few
5: people good. in that room, and people were interested in the conversation, and there were people from who, were, who taught and people who were hiring mm-hmm. the, you know, mm-hmm. the young students coming out, and there were students in the room and there was, so there was, there's a cross-section that's willing to talk about this, but I think that that conversation needs to be a lot bigger and more vocal and I'd love to see it I I hope it happens again
3: especially in America where it costs so much to go to school like I saw a discussion today and someone is like oh I'm kind of regretting getting $40,000 in debt for my degree I'm like oh my gosh
1: I can't even imagine like I would not have done that
3: no no no, I just would not either
5: well but that's just like your average there not for a library degree well it's a terrible idea for a
4: library (laughs) degree (laughs) but it still happens
0: (laughs) still happens frequently That's yeah. interesting that that conversation is happening it at was, the it ALA level It was, too.
3: however, what was it like Monday afternoon after yeah. everything had closed? Yeah. So it was like not a prime slot. No, yeah. Yeah. so that people were actually we're there at all the was bad kind of news great.
2: Friday afternoon, yeah, and it yeah. devolves as usual into a discussion of how do, how get do I get job? hired? Oh, that yeah. was so yeah.
3: annoying. <laughs>
2: That's,
5: was that, that was that, that moderator. That, that was the yeah. Well, that in part of it
1: turned into that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just one of those people who's just like can I just leave before the Q&A because all the questions are going to be dumb
3: <laughs> sometimes right. they're good yeah.
0: well it's I think Rarely. it is down to, to moderation right like because yeah in a sense the panel that we did at BCLA was on a similar topic yeah and we actually got really good questions we, for that we mm-hmm. tried really really hard to make sure we were prepared to moderate that so that it didn't degenerate into mm-hmm. just so a just yelling match the audience right? with questions <laughs> <laughs> no oh, wow, we minds. actually
1: didn't yeah but You're
3: like
0: next but year. Yeah, it's, it's obviously a, <laughs> discussion. It's a discussion that's happening at a lot of levels. Yeah, so that's,
1: yes, mm-hmm, and it's, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Should be happening. Yeah. So, ALA, are you guys going to go next year?
3: So the problem with next year is that it's in Orlando, Florida, hmm. and in it is apparently incredibly sticky and hot. The location. It, what do you is, mean,
1: Orlando in June? End
3: of June. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, it is. Um the location like this year's was in like downtown San Francisco, which is where the convention center is. Mm-hmm. The convention center there is in like convention land, so it's yeah. not mm-hmm. near anything. So, harder to escape. Harder to escape, harder to like get food, harder to find somewhere to stay that isn't like a hotel right there, which is mm-hmm. expensive.
4: Yeah.
3: Um it's also in Florida. and i am kind of afraid of going to florida (laughs) and i am a white male (laughs) and so i know that the um the i think it's the black librarian caucus Mm -hmm. has like like a couple years ago was like ala you should not have the conference here Mm -hmm. and ala was like we can't move it and so there's like there's discussions and like what can we do to make people feel safe and there are actually mm-hmm. discussions going on and I like filled in a survey that was like do you feel mm-hmm. safe going to Florida and there's oh, sure wow. some people that answered or just like I don't know exactly what it said but it was like that was yeah. kind of the message so we were like why would I not feel safe going to Florida and other people are gonna <laughs> be like no I actually this critical
0: is, thinking this, yeah. is, this is
3: the thing and so it's good to see that at least the discussion is happening
0: mm-hmm.
3: I might end up going
0: yeah it's well, you're organizing it, things I am constantly.
3: I'm, I'm I yeah know. I'm helping to run stuff I have a suggestion stuff.
0: They should move it to February, <laughs> put it on a boat, come on the same route as JCC, and just have, you know, like little ferries back and forth between the two
1: conventions. <laughs> can I just,
5: like, can we make this
0: happen? Yeah. <laughs>
1: what about I'll midwinter? Say. Have you ever been to midwinter? No. No. Which is
5: midwinter in seattle was the semester that i started the yeah. program and i mm-hmm. always wish mm-hmm. that i went to that but it was like february and, or january, january. Or, like yeah. i was literally like two weeks into the program yeah i was already the major problem is that, that it's level. in
3: cold places most of the time. <laughs> yeah. so it's in like chicago in january or boston in like january and you're just like <laughs> ah yeah. uh, have it in portland oregon i'll go they there
2: i think we're missing snow for some reason what they seem to think we're missing snow no. having yeah. midwinter <laughs> <No>. in cold <laughs> places not. I'm no i'm Canadians good the snow.
5: pay to come down to chicago in january
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah no. no but i am kind of interested it's i would be very curious what the feel of the mm. midwinter one is it's smaller it's very it's, oriented around meetings it, and, there's a lot more
3: meetings yeah it. and mm-hmm. like not and like meetings for the various groups mm-hmm. the subgroups mm-hmm. of ala and stuff and like they're doing a lot of like admin and business stuff Mm -hmm.
5: they're Mm -hmm. making their their little world happen the Mm -hmm. library world yeah
1: awesome
3: uh so two years i think is or in 2017 is new orleans 2018 so that's one the one everybody to. wants to go to
5: yeah that'll be a party join us in ALA 2017 in I course. think it's 2017
3: I think Something you may have to. just sold me on that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone you said that you're like Florida even the person I know who works in Florida is like I don't really want to go I to mean Florida I world. went
0: to Florida this year and I will be going next year but it's because I need to to get on the cruise it's not because yeah. I want to go to Florida
1: although like, I do need to go to Harry Potter World. Uh, it's true those are the two reasons only two good reasons (laughs) to go to Florida
0: (laughs) thank you so much you
1: guys yeah thanks for coming on again thanks for having us on (sighs) if only we could take our love of reading to a new level well I've always wanted to start a book club book club
5: for
4: masochists and other deviants
5: Hello and welcome to the book club for masochists, where we read and discuss all the genres, styles, and types of books, irregardless of our actual interest in them.
1: What a cool conversation. Yeah. I re- They're a bunch of cool dudes. I really
0: like hanging out with all of those people. I'm yeah. So getting to allow our listeners to vicariously hang out
1: with them, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's super great. Uh, yeah. All right. So, what's going on in uh, social media land? Uh, Twitter, we're hovering around. Uh, nine hundred and sixty five sixty six something like that Gonna make it to a thousand by the end of the year mm-hmm. tell your friends yeah it'll be great um and we we've been chatting a little bit with um with with people um a little bit behind but um our friend Ariel uh, arielle who is who um is also part of jbrary which if you are a um children's librarian if, if you're a children's librarian um, in, in any way, shape, or form, um, it's their incredible YouTube channel and blog um, where they do sing songs and games and all kinds of cool stuff that you can do during story time. So um, check them out for mm-hmm. sure. That's Jay Brary. Um, but uh, she talked a little bit about how um, she thinks we need more rock stars, leaders, and librarians owning their awesome. That was in response to the rock star librarian episode. Um, so, <laughs> so really, what she's kind of doing there is anticipating the idea of sparkle ponies, yeah, which is kind of great. So it's
0: one of those convergent evolution things. People are coming up with it independently all over the place. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we just need more collective awesome. Yeah.
1: So, so follow us on Twitter, guys. We promise we're fun.
0: <laughs> um, and if people want to find out what our Twitter is, because it's not, you know. SS Librarianship it's not that's unique or anything (laughs) Um, (laughs) where can they find out about our Twitter and our Tumblr and our everything else
1: oh my god you can get so much information about us uh, from Mm -hmm. SSLibrarianship.com which is our website you can also download episodes directly there if you don't use um, a podcatcher so if you want to listen live you can can do all that stuff there too Um, you can also check out our archive which is if you're just picking and choosing which episodes you'd like to listen to um, we have them all tagged and coded there so um, you can get to it that way Mm -hmm. Um, mm. What what if someone, say, wanted to support the podcast, Sam? What do you think uh, they could do? Well, I
0: think that would be, you know, a very, very charitable impulse of them. Mm. Um, this thing ain't free and we don't really make cash off of it. So <laughs> um, things like the tasty pizza we provided for our guests this <laughs> evening, <laughs> um, you know, come with a cost as well as internet hosting for the website and and equipment all kinds of that stuff um so if you want to help us out with any of those things and with growing the show even more you can purchase a button or two or five via our store on our Mm -hmm. website they're pretty Um, cool or you can just send us a donation and Mm -hmm. earn our eternal gratitude and love it'd be it'd be fantastic So I guess all that's left this week is to, as always, thank our friend Jonathan Colton for the use of our theme song, Glasses, off the album Artificial Heart. Um, I don't have a lot of cruise news, but I was thinking about the cruise today because I realized between the cruise and last night, I have now met... All five of my favorite podcasters. Oh, you're so lucky. And I have pictures of myself with all of them. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty awesome. I feel pretty privileged to have gotten to do that and pretty uh, pretty happy about all the nerds I surround myself with that go into all these awesome things. So.
1: Awesome. Well, I um, hope you guys enjoyed the episode about ALA. If you went and had some comments, please get in touch with us. We'd love to hear about it. Um, and we'd love to, to know what you if you're heading to ALA next year. We can potentially live vicariously through you again. Ooh, uh, and tell us what podcatcher you're using so we can tell Anna. Oh, uh, I use podkicker. Podcast addict all the way. Um, so let us know what, what podcast catcher you use as well. Um, and I guess that's it for us this guy's week. So we'll just we'll just catch you on the proverbial flip side.
4: So much to say I start. It's okay. Matthew
3: also in. needs to. I know. It's always like mic. the most awkward thing when you're just out. <laughs> yeah, you just ask. just need to like say, say things say into something. the microphone.
0: Okay, I'm turning Allie's gain down a little bit. Shut up.
3: But
1: My gain is five! Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> okay. What were what's like, like for you sh- over there? Yeah, I know. I'm good.
2: I'm good.